we know each other well. I'm sure there'll be wrinkles. I'm sure there'll be things that, that uh, both teams will do that you know, try to keep the other team off balance or give them a little different look. He's got dancing feet with that lower body. It's unbelievable. Look at the body. Look at that bubble butt. We've been to Kansas City very recently. Um, they handled us and handled us definitively. Uh, we understand that. Um, but at the same time, uh, we're not paralyzed by that. We accept that we, we didn't play well enough last time. We accept that we didn't plan well enough. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Tough matchup with Joe and their team this week, and they beat us already. So, you know, there's no, no pressure on us, man. You know, uh, I'm just going to go out there and do my best as a 30-year-old old man, I guess. I guess I'm not one of the young guys now, um, even though we can play till we're 40-ish. Um, you know, I guess as the old guy, I'll just go out there and give it my best shot and see what happens. Makeup stuff. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. All right. I do want to, before we get into the Raiders, two chances to have fun and watch the game. Told you about Ari. He's going to be out at Sky Bar and Grill on Sky Canyon Park, one o'clock. Raiders Bengals on Saturday, but also Q from Raider Nation Radio is going to be live at the M Resort starting at 1030 on Saturday. So if you want a pregame, Q at the M Resort uh, will be out there for Q's kickoff starting off at 1030. Uh, So go watch the Raiders at either the M Resort with Q or with Ari at the Sky Bar and Grill. All right. I spent. Go ahead. Well, didn't you want Joe? Uh, didn't you want Derek Carr to say to heck with Joe Burrow? He's yes, so good. Yes, that guy. Yeah, like Ben Roethlisberger. I don't want to hear that you're not going to win. I want you to hear it say, Mahomes. He's not that good. He's overrated. We're going to go in there and beat that guy. That's right. Be like, I'm better than Joe Burrow. I've yes. led more teams to the playoffs. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger goes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is like a weaker version of me. That'd be great. That'd be phenomenal. I'm, be a, awesome. little, I'm a little more mobile. Yeah. Mahomes looked up to me when he was a kid. That'd be great. Now I'm going to show him that I'm still here. Although Roethlisberger, I think, just wants to go home. I told you in the 7 o'clock hour, I gave you a lot of reasons why I think the Raiders actually can beat the Bengals. Why I think the Bengals are, we've kind of overrated them because of a hot streak. But now... I'm going to tell you why the Raiders are all so bad and they're not going to win the game. Because <laughs> the Raiders, nothing if not consistent. The Raiders genuinely might be one of like the worst wild card playoff teams we've ever seen. We've had some bad divisional winners, right? There have just been bad divisions and somebody has to win the division, right? The Seahawks got in under 500. The Broncos did it with uh, Tim Tebow, right? Like we've had bad divisional Winners, but the Raiders have the fourth worst point differential of any playoff team ever at minus 65, right? Like they got outscored by 65 points this season, but still went 10 and seven, still made the playoffs, right? The point differential, you shouldn't treat it as like a end all be all, but when the point differential doesn't really match the record, when your point differential is 13th best in the AFC, but you got the five seed, it normally should make you say, hold on one second. Is this team really that good? You can also go by pro football focus ranks who put the Raiders 19th on offense and 19th on defense and therefore 19th overall. DVOA has the Raiders 19th on offense as well. 17th on defense. So like neither pro football focus or DVOA, you know, guys that grade every play, like they watch it, grade it by hand. DVOA is just numbers. It's an analytic, right? 
and all of that just suggests the Raiders are kind of right below average offensively and defensively. So, Ed, is it possible the Raiders won 10 games, made the playoffs, and are still a bad football team? Uh, oh, well, I can't debate anything you just said. So if I said no, I would look like an idiot. <laughs> um, and, that, you know, that's usual for me. I, I don't think they're great. I don't think you can watch their offense pretty much the whole season, especially last month, and say they're a good football team. I think they've been fortunate. I think their defense has, you know, stepped up when it had to. Probably got some breaks here and there. But, no, I don't think you can watch offensively and say, well, that's a really good football team. But, you know, a lot of those teams that you have listed there on the uh, the tweet by Josh DeVoe, a lot of those teams actually won their first playoff game. Now, that means – I don't know what that means this week, and I don't know what the matchups were either. I don't have no idea what the matchups were for all those teams. Um, and don't – correct me if I'm wrong – like the Seahawks and Broncos would have gotten home game because they won the division. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that mean maybe that's one of those reasons those teams were able to win a game. So, so Josh Dubo tweeted out the worst point differentials for teams to make the playoffs. He followed it up with this. They're now seven teams before the Raiders and Steelers. Cause the Steelers are also bad. They're minus 59 minus 50, right? Yeah, uh, 59. There, so okay. there's two two of the worst ever teams by point differential to make the playoffs did it in the AFC this year. But Josh Dubow, he followed that up. So there have been nine teams now ever, including the Raiders and Steelers this year, to make the playoffs with a minus 50 point differential or worse. Of the previous seven, six of them won a playoff game. Right. Uh, and the only one that didn't was the Bills in 2017 at minus 57. So generally speaking... If you get into the playoffs with a terrible point differential, you have a chance. You're fine. You win a playoff game. That normally right. that tends to happen more often than not. So I think that's like you said, matchup wise, you get a home game because you're the Seahawks and you won your division, and divisional winners are guaranteed a home game. Like I think a lot of that plays into it. The Raiders are a wild card team going on the road, so not the same scenario, but it doesn't usually spell sort of doom and gloom for that team in the playoffs, like we've kind of heard Ben Roethlisberger and a little bit of Derek Carr kind of say about, eh, no pressure on us. We should lose by 30. Um, so it, it is it is interesting that those teams tend to win games. I just, it's very bizarre to me because the numbers suggest the Raiders are more like a seven-win team this year than a 10-win team, but they won 10 games. But even like the eye test, I, like you said, you watch this team play and offensively for a month, they haven't They're been horrible. good. Like no, they haven't no. performed well, but they've still won these games. And honestly, defensively, it's not like they've been awesome the last four weeks of the season. They didn't even like they didn't force a turnover by Nick Mullins. They didn't force a turnover uh, by Drew Locke. Right? Like they did get they did get one against Herbert. They did get some against um, uh, Carson Wentz. But like they didn't force turnovers against two bad quarterbacks. Yeah, but you don't really need to. Yeah, and that, I guess. But it's like the defense hasn't exactly been good they just I said it earlier in the week a big reason why the Raiders are in the playoffs is because the last month of the season they just didn't suck like they just, they just weren't awful like take the take the Colts they lost to the Jags take the the charge they lost to the Texans like the two last teams that the Raiders beat to get in lost to two of the worst teams in football the Raiders didn't do that the Raiders could have lost to Nick Mullins they could have lost to Drew Locke but they did like they in all seriousness, like it sounds like it's a negative thing, but it's honestly, it's a positive thing compared to what the Chargers and Colts did. 
the Raiders are in the playoffs just because they didn't suck. Like they just kind of were like, yeah, we're an average team. We just don't suck. Why do I look at these PFF rankings and and surprise the offense is 19th and the defense is 19th and the offense should be much, much worse than the defense. And you said they haven't, you know, they haven't been great on defense, but the offense has been so bad. Maybe I'm overvaluating the the defense and what they've done. But I look at I look at this PFF ranking and I think they're they're 19th on offense. I thought they'd be mid 20s. That's how poor I think they've looked at times on offense. Well, they were very good early in the year. And like it's a, it's a season long ranking, and like okay. the, the Raiders got off to a really good start offensively. They were awesome offensively. Well, second half and overtimes of games, they were awesome offensively earlier in the year. So it's, I mean, it's if you just took the second half of the season, the Raiders are, are probably bottom right. ten in the league. Like yeah, the high twenties. Yeah, like the offense has not been good. But when you factor in, hey, they had the first five or six games of the year where the offense looked really good. Most of the bottom half teams in the league haven't even had that five or six game stretch where they looked really good. Those teams have had one or two games where the offense looked good, where the Raiders have had five or six. So that's probably why they're 19th offensively, even though they've looked so bad offensively for a month now. And it's, it's amazing that they're here. And I don't know which team I think is worse yet, the Raiders or the Bengals, but I don't think either one's good. I've, if, if I've done nothing this morning, I hope it's that I've convinced everyone that both of these teams are bad. Wait a minute, wait a minute. At the top of the show, you said you were coming with positivity today. I did, but it was to tell what, you that the Bengals happened? are bad. I, it was positivity to tell you the Bengals are bad, not that necessarily Towards the Raiders the are Raiders. good. He's positive that some team is bad. Yes, I am positive <laughs> there are bad teams in the playoffs. Because here's the, again, maybe I need to do this tomorrow at some point. As much as I, I tell you the Raiders are not that good, and as much as I'm like, yeah, the Bengals are overrated, the Steelers suck. That team yeah, is terrible. They cut that away the last time they played the Chiefs to watch Derek Carr take knees. They're bad. That's a bad football team. I do not understand, like, how the hell the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers this year by DVOA, 24th this year. The, the Jets were 26th. The Bears were 23rd. Like, that team is not good and yet they have a playoff game. So of all this that I've told you about the Bengals and the Raiders and how I don't necessarily think either team is that good, the Steelers are significantly worse than both. The Steelers I'm suck. I'm thinking it's Bischoff's briefs tomorrow. It might be. It might be Bischoff's briefs tomorrow because the Steelers suck. We like, just crap on the Steelers. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't get, I don't know how they're here. I don't know what happened. I don't know how they oh. just ran, randomly found themselves in the playoffs. I don't know. I also, I don't. Tomorrow's Bischoff brief, Bischoff's briefs, if it is about the Steelers, I don't want just stats. I want stats, and I want you to get personal. Get vindictive. <laughs> yes. I want you to say, Ben Roethlisberger looks like a potato. That might be your job, because you don't like Ben Roethlisberger. You know, there's some. I think there's some facts that back there me are. Up. There are. But you you take it a little more personal than most most random sports right. radio people. But. The Steelers are not good. Everything I've told you about the Bengals and Raiders, the Steelers are like 10 times worse. That team sucks. Out of every time we you watch them to, play, they suck. We also talked about this earlier before we go, uh, before we take a break. Derek Carr, below 40, 1 and 5. Supposed to be high of 30 on Saturday. Oh, get excited for cold weather, Derek he's not, Carr. He's not good. A lot of fumbles. He's not coming. good in cold weather. Oh, I thought you were he's referring not. to the fact that he's 30 and he's an old man. He is an old man because he's below because he's below forty. Yeah, he's an old man at thirty. He's older than Joe Burrow. He should have more experience, right? All right, coming up next, I got a fun Bischoff's breeze for you guys. 
Bischoff's Briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers' claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss in woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized clod of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bischoff's Briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. Ed, do we need to test out your voice again? Am I back to robot? No, unfortunately. You're normal. Your voice sounds normal. That's too bad. Okay. That's too bad. All right. I have a Bischoff's Briefs today that is not going to be about sports. It's about me. It is quite possibly (laughs) uh, the most embarrassing moment of my life. Uh, So this happened on Monday. I was going to pick up my dog from the vet. I forgot to put a bed in my back seat for my dog to sit in. So I hadn't left the neighborhood yet. I turn around. I pull back into my driveway to go grab a bed really quickly so that I can then go get my dog. I get out of my car, right? I go around to get a bed or whatever. It was in my girlfriend's uh, car. So I'm just grabbing it out of the back of her car to throw it in my car. I grab the bed as I'm walking back to put the bed in the back seat of my car. My car starts rolling forwards. Oh. I. Oh, no. Uh, as soon as my brain realized that my car was rolling forwards, my first thought was, well, this thing isn't moving that fast. I can just pull it. And so I tried to pull the car back. Uh, I'm not that strong. Uh, so then. I tried to run around the back of my car and get in the driver's seat and get my foot on the brake. Uh, I did not accomplish that before my car hit my house. Oh, no. You're going to have to pay so much in your uh, your dues this month. <laughs> they're going to come by with the, uh, with the Apple iPad, and they're going to take pictures and say, that's not allowed. So my car ran oh. into my house. Um <laughs> There is a hole in our uh, wall, uh, our wall between our like garage and our guest bathroom that's downstairs. The wall in our guest bathroom has been sort of pushed in. Uh, it didn't appear to ruin the toilet. Uh, the damage doesn't seem too bad. There is video of it, and I just texted it to both I'm, of you. I, I'm watching the video. Boy, you 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 crunched it. I did. Hold on a second. Now, you tried to... Oh, there it goes. There goes the car. There goes the car. Oh, you're trying to pull the car. You're trying to pull it from the back. Oh, you had no chance. That thing was going too fast. That thing was going too fast. That would have taken that would have taken Pops Ramirez and his son to try to stop that thing. I know. Well, no chance pulling it back. Had I not, because here's the thing. I ended up, because I tried to jump in the... <laughs> the moment the pulling doesn't work and he goes... Oh God! Yeah, I tried to run and get in the driver's seat and, and get my foot on the brake. I was I was probably like like two feet away, like oh. I got I got a leg in the car, 
I was about two feet away from getting my foot to the brake pedal before impact, and then the car bounced back and knocked me back, and I skinned my knee up a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I was if I had not spent the second trying to pull the car back, I'd probably yeah, get shot. around in time. Can you time tweet this out the from car. the ESPN account? I probably will at some point. Um, but yeah, so you, I, I managed to crash was your my girlfriend, own car. Was your girlfriend home? Yes, she was actually like, like I came home. She heard the garage door open and must have been like, "What's happening?" And like, she was in the garage when it happened. And like, oh my god! Like I, I don't know. I probably like said a bunch of cuss words, and she like ran back in the doorway or something. So she didn't. She didn't get run over by my moving car um so yeah uh probably the most embarrassing thing i've ever done now here but here's the thing that i'm very curious about i left the car in drive obviously right i did not put it in park i left the car in drive my driveway slopes downhill a little bit away from the house normally if you have the car in drive and you take your foot off the gas the car will lurch forward a little bit that did not happen i i got out of the car and it did not move the car did not move because i've gone back and watched the video here yeah from the moment i got out of the driver's door the car did not move for 16 seconds 16 seconds went by before my car moved on its own and i still don't comprehend how it didn't move for 16 full seconds okay i've got a couple of follow-ups do you have an eco mode on your car Yes, but it was not on. Okay, that sort of kills all of my theory because that would that would basically <laughs> kill the low end torque that your car would be generating in first gear that would try to pull it up yeah. a hi- hill. Maybe your you're car's... not asking me questions about cars, are you? <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe it's uh, just it's. Am I supposed to answer? No, it, no, I, I I'll answer most. Is of it these, a six whatever. cylinder? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, this that should have lurched forward. Yeah, I like. That's not a sloping. That's not a big slope. Yeah, I don't. I I don't. It took 16 seconds for that to happen because because normally, like I, I imagine we've all done it before. You you don't put your car in park and then you pull your foot off the brake and immediately it moves forward and you're like, oh bleep, and you put oh. your foot back on the brake. See, I drive a. St- I know I've done that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we we figured that. <laughs> I drive a stick, so I what I do is I will literally. Take the car out of gear, turn off the car, get out of it, and realize I have not applied the emergency brake, and then have to run <laughs> after it while it's rolling down my driveway. See, had mine rolled down my drive, like if I had it in neutral, it would have rolled backwards down the driveway. That would have been fine because I would have been able to get it to it eventually. Hit a kid, you well, know, there's plenty of room. Yeah, yeah kids are not get as important as my house. Yeah, whatever. But like, I would have been able to get there before it hits something, and put the brake on. But I don't know how 16 seconds later this car decided to roll forward up a hill into my house. Not what's ideal. the uh what's the uh, predicted damage? Uh we just somebody just came out yesterday to look at it so we're waiting today or tomorrow we'll get the estimate of uh basically how much it cost what and what the damage is. It's not he he looked at it he was like this isn't as bad as it could have been or as bad as he normally sees cuz they're just they're probably just going to have to take out the like sheetrock or whatever and put up new sheetrock and adjust the like the studs cuz I probably I moved the studs is basically what the car did there. So, it shouldn't and be too bad hopefully. Damage to the car though. Uh basically none. Scratched up some paint, but basically none whatsoever. Really? I actually And it's a white car, yeah, so lucky. you could just sort of The car the car actually hit a step stool. And oh, okay. All and right. so the step stool is what went into the wall, 
and not my car. Now, okay, all right. To I, I don't know how to explain this to you. The step stool that was there was made by my grandfather. My grandfather uh, makes a lot of furniture with wood, and okay. everything okay. he makes weighs about five times what you would expect it to weigh. So this oh, is like this is like the heaviest step stool on the face of the earth. And that's what my car hit and then went into the wall. I'm not sure if that made it better or not. Like, it, it prevented my car from hitting the actual wall, but it also is extremely heavy and went straight through my wall. Well, it might be one of those things where it slowed down the, uh, like, it, it it slowed down the inertia of the car to the point where it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, this could have been worse. So I don't know if that made it better or worse. It may be better. I kind of hope that you, I, I, I really hope that you have a hole in your garage where you can see into a bathroom, and at some point you, your girlfriend pulls in and you just wave to her. Well, we turned the water off to the toilet oh, in the bathroom. Okay. We're not using that toilet while it's slightly <laughs> disconnected from the wall. But it didn't it didn't put a hole it put a hole through the whatever, the sheetrock on the one side. It didn't put a hole through the other side. Like there's still a wall there. It's completely pushed off its studs or whatever the hell happened there. Like it's no longer a functioning wall, but there's not a hole that you can see through from the garage, unfortunately. But yeah, that happened on Monday. Probably I don't Yeah. I don't think this is worse than backing up over all the spikes. No, I don't think so because I, I wasn't technically in the car when it happened. Like I didn't right. actually drive right. the car into the house. I right. just didn't put it in park, and it drove itself into the house afterwards. Yeah, it's it's not as worse. It's yeah. not as bad. Like I didn't. I I uh, neglig- negligence on my part to put it in park caused this. Not an active. Ah, I can go backwards over these spikes. Right, that's no big deal. So yes, car into my house. Great video. I'll I'll probably have to tweet this out. You're gonna have to tweet the video now. Yeah, you're gonna have to tweet it. It's a, it's fun, a great video. It is. It is. After there was about you know an hour or two where I was just like furiously angry, but after that it's uh, okay. Like all right, it's it's probably not gonna cost us too much money, and it, the house isn't gonna fall down, and nobody got hurt. So now it's a it's a funny video because the you, if you can basically see. The My, moment of realization yes, of oh, the I can't, car is I can't moving. hold the car. There's two. The car yeah. is moving, and then oh, I can't hold this back. I better get my ass to the driver's seat and try to stop this thing. And it I just happen. don't. I mean, it lurched forward, but I just don't know why. I guess it's going uphill. I don't know either. And okay, let me ask you this: because in the moment, my thought process was, oh, this car's not moving that fast. I can stop it. Obviously, now, when I'm not in the moment, I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Cars are heavy, and I I don't do anything remotely close to strengthening myself. Do you think both of you, like, you see the car moving forward, would your first thought to be to pull it back? Where you were standing, probably yes. Where you were standing. I'm looking at the video. Where you were standing. Obviously, if you'd been on the other side, you'd have just jumped in and pushed the brake. Where's your emergency so. brake? Uh, it is driver's side by the driver's door. Yeah. No. Okay. So oh, then, it's by yes, the door. Then yes, I'm. Pro- then I'm pulling. I'm trying to pull the yeah. car. But if it's in the, con- I'm trying to pull. If no, it's I- in the console, I'm diving in through the console and pulling, like diving in through the back yeah. seat. No, pulling it's, it's the, it's the pedal. It's yeah. a it's a pedal one by the by the oh, driver's door. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. No. So, yeah. But, I guess that might have been easier for me to hit with my foot when I was going for the brake, but I was just focused on the regular brake. Well, it also. Moment. Could have snapped, and then yeah, you have to pay for an emergency. That wouldn't have been ideal. So that was fun. Coming up next, Jr. Starkus joins the show. 
Ready for the weekend? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Let's find out what's on tap with J.R. Starkus. Champagne, perfume going in, sewage coming out. J.R. Starkus, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits Extreme Mixologist. Uh, hello, Jr. You ever driven your own car into your own house? <laughs> uh, uh, no, I've not driven my own car into my own house. I was listening to your story, laughing hysterically at my desk. Um, that's that's uh, that's next level stuff, buddy. But I could see it happening because there have been times where I've been in a rush, jumped out of the car, and been like, "Oh crap, the car's still in drive," and then you know stopped it, and then thought to myself, "That would have been bad." Uh, I've never taken the plunge into actually driving a car into my own house or anything else for that matter. So I've been very fortunate uh, in that aspect. But has your car ever taken 16 seconds to lurch forward after you didn't put it in park? Well, I'll say this. It's never taken 16 seconds, but I've also never given it the opportunity to take 16 seconds. It usually is like I realize like as one foot's out the door, like what an idiot. I'm trying to get out of the car before it's in park. So um, I've never had the opportunity to, to, to test it, and nor do I want to. Um, all right, we got to do we got to do some on air testing here. Ed, are you there? Yeah, boy. <laughs> all right, you got me. <laughs> Ed, Jr. Ed just texted texted me. I might be dead. Um, <laughs> Where is he today? I didn't hear. Uh he's just at home for the day. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so he's got he's to go fly out to uh, the beautiful uh, Cincinnati. That is yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. So yeah, I, I are we do, do we think we're going to get Ed back or I got no, I have him on I have him on the system he is giving me at all. no bars. Okay. All right. So uh by the way JR I know you asked for it. I just tweeted out the video of my car driving into my house. So you can go watch it if you'd like it. on Twitter um to enjoy the fun that I had trying to pull my car back and then running around the back to try to stop the car from driving into my own house and putting a hole in my house. Um, so who got the video? Who got the video? Was it on your security cameras? Yeah, yeah. We yeah we got a camera on our driveway, and that's, yes, that's where it came from. Okay, unfortunately, there's not by one. Our neighbor. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not one, like, in our garage, so then we could see impact and me, like, fall backwards and and hurt myself but See, your girlfriend slowly back away yeah well yeah. you guys want to know the worst part of this story after it happened my girlfriend was like should i have gotten in front of that to stop it and i was like no, no you'd be dead i think the i think the best video would have been the camera on you in particular for the next two hours to see your level of frustration <laughs> as it as it ebbed and flowed uh through like I'm such an idiot too. No, it's going to be fine. It's not that bad. So, oh my God, I can't spend this money. Why am I spending stupid money? Like, I, yeah, I can see that uh, happening. That's what would happen with me anyway. Ed, you there? Jr., can you hear me? Oh, hey I hear there. you, buddy. Hey, welcome back How to the show, buddy? Ed. What what happened? All I, got, all I got was a text. Yeah, I, got, I might I got be a, dead. Yeah, <laughs> way to freak us out. I got a um, I got a message that is still on, so I might be dead here in a second again. Um, uh, Jared says connected. I just say repair is on. Oh well, no, you repair is on is so that hopefully you don't sound like a robot again. That's that's from my end. Uh, we are doing technical. Okay. So I don't sound like a robot. <laughs> no, you sound fine. You sound good to go right now. Okay, so, all good. All right, all right, Jr. Uh, Jr. I I understand. Jr. I, real quick, you didn't you didn't. I I, I was hearing you. Uh, is this one of the best Bischoff's briefs you've heard? Oh man, incredible! I think every Bischoff's brief should be something similar to this. Um, I don't breaking down. Yeah, no, this is awesome. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, that was that was one of the best Bischoff briefs I ever heard. I mean, if there was statistical analysis necessarily uh, like next to it about you know the impact of the car and the the weight of the vehicle into the garage, to, yeah, they'd be great. I mean, mass times speed equals I've, acceleration. I've given you <laughs> yeah, six, yeah, yeah. sixteen seconds that I wasted, uh, or that it took for the car to move forward from when I got out of the driver's side door, and then I'd, I'll have to get the the actual seconds here. It might be like. Point eight seconds I wasted trying to pull the car back that cost me my ability to actually get to the brake. Yeah, I have to get my son's physics and engineering classes yeah. to figure this out and figure out what the damage is worth. Yeah, and, and how strong you'd have to be to actually stop the car while it's rolling forward. Yeah, yeah, smart. That's a good one, too, yeah. Because it's not me. Whatever it is, it's not me. <laughs> I am not smart enough yeah. to do that. It's more It's it's more than, you know, 5'8", 175. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you making for us today? I hope it's something to ease the pain of driving a car into your own house. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, every year, you know, come, come January, this is when a lot of brands kind of start to come out to the market um, with new inventions or new innovation. Uh, this year, Jameson has just released Jameson Orange, which is their newest flavor extension of the Jameson family. Obviously, Jameson Irish Whiskey is the largest um, Irish whiskey distiller and, and the biggest name in the market by a lot. Uh, nothing even re- remotely comes close to it. Um, and so anytime Jameson releases something different, it's usually looked at as something that could be pretty good. Um, with that being said, like last year they had cold brew, this year's orange. Um, I just did a drink with cold brew, I think, a week or two ago. Uh, and so I wanted to highlight the Jameson Orange. Uh, it's, it's at um, 60 proof, so 30% alcohol. Um, it it has got, got a great orange flavor, almost t- kind of like candied, candied peel-like in its flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a slight sweetness to it, but it's not overtly sweet. There's not like a ton of sugar in it to make it like syrupy or anything like that very well done um you know often in my world right with the geeky mixology worlds some of these brands like this can be scoffed at by the geeky mixologist or the person who takes their job way too seriously um but the reception has been resounding positive uh so far it's been it's been incredible to watch all of these people that i would generally think would kind of shy away from something like this, really respond positively to it. Everybody tastes it like, holy crap, that's so good. And it, and it, it is. It's really did a good job. So you're going to start seeing Jameson Orange in, in, in the grocery stores and the liquor stores if you have an offer. Um, and I wanted to make a fun drink with it because other than shots, right, um, you can make great cocktails with it, and it can be used as a base spirit in the drink like I'm going to use today, or it can be used as a modifier, right? We've seen people take it. And use it as like a, 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 a in a margarita, right? Um, using it as like a Cointreau version because of the orange flavor. Uh, we've seen people just making whiskey sours out of it to give you that beautiful orange flavor just from the go. Um, it is a little bit lower proof, so the alcohol won't hit you as hard. But um, like anything else, positive with with booze, you know, it'll it'll catch up to you. So the drink today is just going to be is a fairly straightforward cocktail. Um, I'm using Jameson Orange. I'm going to use a little bit of Campari. Uh, I'm going to use some fresh lemon sour and a little bit of Beaver Tree tonic water. Uh, take two ounces or an ounce and a half of the Jameson Orange put into a shaker glass. Uh, after that, you're going to add a half of an ounce of Campari. The Campari will add kind of like this bitter, uh, this bitter kind of herbal note to the, to the beverage. Now, if you tried Campari and you don't necessarily care for it, you don't have to put it in the drink. Aperol would work as well, or you can just omit it. Um, if you do omit Campari, well, the, the drink will still work that I'm about to make for you. Um, however, 
um, you know, it, 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 it will, it'll just change the flavor. But what I would do is I, I would up the Jameson orange to two ounces rather than an ounce and a half. So for my drink though, one and a half ounces of Jameson orange, half of them an ounce of Campari. I'm going to use an ounce and a half of fresh orange juice, um, and an ounce and a half of fresh lemon sour, lemon and, and some syrup mixed together. I will, when it, when you make it though, Error on the side of a little heavier on the lemon juice and a little less of the lemons of the of the simple syrup, because there is a little bit of sweetness to the Jameson orange. There's a little bit of sweetness to the Campari, and then of course the last ingredient that we're going to add, the Fever Tree Tonic. There's a little bit of sweetness to that as well. Um, it will help to balance it out. So you don't want to add too much sugar to this if you can avoid it. Um, so you take all those ingredients: the Campari, the Jameson orange, the fresh lemon sour, and the fresh orange juice. Shake them together with some ice. And then to that, you can add the, about two ounces, two to three ounces of the Fever Tree Indian tonic water. It's just a basic tonic water, but Fever Tree are the best mixers you can possibly use. Take those things and strain it into a large glass, something that holds 12 to 14 ounces, uh, whether it's tall or like a double old-fashioned glass. Stir it, uh, strain it over fresh ice and then just garnish it with an orange wheel and a little bit of like fresh orange peel zest. So it's got that oils from the orange on it. And that's it. It's a really great way to enjoy uh, Jameson orange in a cocktail, um, being a little creative, nothing too crazy with all the ingredients you can find at the liquor store and the grocery store. Can you garnish it with a piece of drywall? Because I have some of those laying around. <laughs> yes, and, a, and some and some like uh, some ceramic or whatever the porcelain from the from the toilet. And uh, hey, toilet's good. Touch. The toilet's good yeah. to go. Toilet is not would be a whole different problem. <laughs> so yeah, any anything that you have in the house that's broken, apparently you can use as garnish. Just make it edible. Is, is this the start, uh, thinking of this drink, is this the start of your pool season? Have you already started mixing your drinks? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the pool season has, has officially begun. It actually starts for some people, like, in mid-December. Um, but, yeah, the moment the pools close in Las Vegas, they're already starting to talk about what's happening next year. But, you know, January, February is really prime time for it because a lot of the new brands that are coming out, are this is when they release their new flavor variants or, or changes. Um, the partnerships are being built because pools now are opening earlier and earlier. Um, a lot of my pools this year are opening the first week of March, and some are opening as early as uh, mid-February. So, um, you know, they're just extending out the, the length of time we have for, for pool season here. So now you're looking, as a general rule, it's March through, like, October um, is, is our pool season, uh, like early October. Um, and then the pools shut down, and they – they immediately start revamping and getting ready for what they're going to do next year. So it's prime time for me now in the mixology world with cocktails. What is the percentage of Canadians that are at Las Vegas pools in February? Oh, all of them. Um, they're all there. <laughs> There's nobody, no, nobody that, you know, Canadians and like Midwestern, uh, you know, the, the Midwest that comes into town, like November, December, January, February, yeah, they're at the pool. Um, you know, they, they think it's beautiful out. Uh, where well, the rest of us have jackets and beanies on, they're like, "Well, it's it's uh, beautiful where I'm from, and in, in you know Nebraska, it's snowing at home, but it's 47 here." You're like, "Yeah, it's still cold. I'm not going outside." Um, and then the person who's working the pool bar that's in, you know, their their warm ups and, and gloves and a beanie and a scarf, <laughs> like I can't believe this person is out here making me stand out here for their their drink that they're gonna have, whatever that is. But they're out there, man. I'll tell you, um, you can you can tell them, and they're and they're in the pool too. So that's the next crazy thing. They're in. Uh, he is J.R. Starkus. It's uh, J.R. Makes Drinks on Instagram if you want to see any of the drinks he makes for us here on the Press Box. J.R., as always, we appreciate it. Don't let your car hit your house. Thank you, buddy. Awesome, guys. Talk to you next week.
Jared's I'm, been shaking his head the entire segment. I'm 14 days sober, yeah. and he brings on orange-flavored Jameson. I'm literally like, come on! Sounds good. It sounds delicious. I like orange. Orange-flavored things are good. What is this? Come on! Yeah, you'll be okay. Make something with, like, tequila. You could have taken your headphones off. <sighs> no, no, don't do not do that. I might die. Don't do that. Yeah. Repair I, I, is I, on. <laughs> repair is on. Again, <laughs> repair is on is a good thing. <laughs> All right. We'll see if Ed can make it to the end of the show or not. But we've got tickets to go see Tool. They're coming to T-Mobile Arena January 22nd. And we got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. You want a pair of tickets to go see Tool at T-Mobile Arena. We'll take caller number eight at 702-364-1100. These goats, these names that we throw out, yeah. it's not going to just be a, a lot of those players. But the game continue to keep moving forward. And so we're going to continue to see things we've never seen before. And the eyes are going to get younger and younger. As I, <laughs> We're not going to be ones having a conversation about the goats. Now it's going to be the younger, younger, younger generation. And they're going to forget about Jordan like we forget about Kareem. You're locked in the press box. Congratulations to Jay. He won tickets to go see Tool at T-Mobile Arena later this month. Also, two places you need to go watch the Raiders and Bengals. You can go join Ari from Cofield and Company. He'll be at Sky Bar and Grill out on Sky Canyon Park Drive. Raiders, Bengals, 1 o'clock. If you show up in a Raiders jersey, your first draft beer is on the house. Or Hughes kickoff. January 15th, Saturday, at the M Resort. Q's going to be on the air starting at 10.30. So if you want to go early, pregame some before the Raiders playoff game, you can do that at the M Resort with Q from Raider Nation Radio. Um, All right. Ed, you're out tomorrow. Are you giving us a pick before you go? Yes. (laughs) 23-17. Joe Burrow. Oh, oh, the team that all year he said is good. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wait, let's do that. Tyler, who's the best Tyler, team in the AFC? Wait, who's the best team Cincinnati. in the AFC? Okay, the Cincinnati. And they're only beating the Raiders by six? Yeah, well, well it's cold. I, you've convinced me over the course of the show that the Raiders are got, got, got the chance to keep it close. Okay, way to go. Way to go, Ed. I've convinced you that not to change your pick that it won't Wait. be a complete blowout. No, no. Do I have to do change my pick because I won't be here tomorrow either? Yes. Yes, you do. What is your what yeah, is your I gotta pick, go Jared? Look. Okay. I guess I might as well do mine. I'll change it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll do two different picks. I'm going to go today on Thursday, 24-21 Raiders. Oh, I knew you were going that way. A playoff yeah. win for Rich Passaccia, yeah. and I'll come in on Monday and tell you he shouldn't be the head coach next year still. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm getting a multitude of texts on your video. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, a couple things, um, and Willie said this as well. The 16 seconds is the biggest mystery of all. Like, you, I, we can't come up with a reasonable explanation of why it took that long for the car to move. Yep. It's like the, it's like there's something wrong with that. And also. Uh, it appears that people don't think you should be able to make fun of my driving ever again. I wasn't driving, though. 
Like that's a key here. Well, and that makes it worse, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but I wasn't driving. This is not These are me two driving. Separate categories. Yeah, this is not. This is negligence on my part to put the car in park. Dangerous negligence yes. versus dangerous driving. Yes, this is not an active, uh, active way of me being dangerous. I just forgot to do something. Twenty-five eleven. I will say, and I and I can't admit, I can't believe I'm admitting this to you. I, I might as well. There have been a few instances <laughs> where maybe, maybe. I forgot until the last second I realized it to put the garage door up before I backed up. Oh. <laughs> but I always caught myself. Do you look back? They're, 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 I always <laughs> caught myself. I was like, wait a minute, something's wrong. It, it appears like uh, there's fumes or something. I looked in my rearview mirror. I'm like, oh, God, the garage door is not open. Do, are you because not... I'll get in, I'll get on the phone, oh, I'll be my. doing stuff, and then I'll just like completely realize, wait You'll a minute, be faxing what's going on? things. <laughs> I'm expecting you to one day just back all the way through it now. <laughs> just say, gotta go, guys. I gotta get out of here. Wait, wait. wait. La what was this? Two weeks ago? Mike Gramala had to Uber oh my God. to a UNLV game because the power went out at his house and he couldn't open right. his garage door. And right. he didn't know how to manually open it. He didn't know to pull the little rope that hangs down to, to, to let you manually yeah. open it. Like. Yeah. What did he think the rope was for? I he may have never seen it in his life. I don't know, but I'm I'm wondering like Ed and if you're in that scenario, I imagine you're just driving through the garage door. You're just like whatever, yes. I got to go. We ain't wasting yeah, money I'm, on an Uber. I'm one who actually knows that manually I could take the door up, but I would probably still choose to back <laughs> through it. And if I back through it, I'm going to be bummed because that's right where if I ever back through this thing and cause that kind of damage and money, it's right where we hang the the flag. She'll never let me wave that flag again. I want to change my score. Okay. 39-18, <laughs> someone is kicking six field goals. 39 of uh, the Raiders are kicking six field goals. That That's absolutely Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't pick winners. I, I just know. pick scores. I'm, I'm declaring that, though. 39-18. Okay. So Jared Scorigami's in at 39-18. I picked the Raiders to win. Ed picked the Bengals to win. Ed's a, just a big hater over here, but you know. no, yes, he's well, being consistent. Yeah, because he thinks the Bengals are good. That, you know that's true because I haven't picked the Raiders much this year, and they keep winning games. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Oh well, no! Okay. But now if you pick them, they're gonna lose. So you gotta you gotta stick with it. All right, um, Ed. Enjoy I, I appreciate I appreciate both you guys uh, today. Sorry about the mishap, and uh, you're two good friends, and I do appreciate uh, appreciate you both. Good. Uh, yeah, en fine. Enjoy your trip to Cincinnati. Um, yeah. I know you plan to be back on Monday, but I'm kind of expecting you to get stuck in a snowstorm and not be able to make it back. Oh, why did you throw that quarter out there flipping that? I yeah, I just, I just half, I just think that's a exactly. real possibility. The only way to avoid it is if you eat enough Skyline yes, chili. That's what I've heard. If you eat enough Skyline chili, the snow will not fall. There's a, there's a weird God in Cincinnati that you have to appease. So eat some Skyline Chili for us, Ed. We look forward to your report on Monday, unless you're snowed in yeah. in the great city of Cincinnati. If I, if I come back on Monday, repair is on. <laughs>